from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's great to have y'all with us here Monday morning, October 16th, 2023. We're live on your favorite social media platforms like LinkedIn, YouTube, Rumble, Twitter, now X, Twitch, and Facebook. Uh, thank y'all for being here and choosing to kick off this Monday morning with us here on the show. Really do appreciate it. We've got a packed cyber show as well as some other stuff there. So last week wasn't a traditional week, uh, and, and I want to address that. Last week was not a traditional week for the show. Uh, we spent less time talking about cyber and a lot more time talking about what's in Israel and what's happening to my people in Israel. Um, that won't stop, just so you all know. <laughs> we've, we've got some some Israel stories today. Um, um, I, can't I can share sad news with you all that uh, the cybersecurity community did lose people in the terror attacks uh, uh, perpetrated by Hamas in Israel. We'll be bringing the story of those amazing people to the show here in the next week or so um, as we get just permission from their families uh, to share their stories as well. Uh, but but we, um, I know Checkpoint lost a few people. Uh, no Name Securities, CEO lost his brother, uh, Ozgolan, uh, lost his brother, Sagi. And many others so um we'll be bringing those stories uh, as we as a community start to reel in with the fact that it hit close to home for every single one here so with that being said join me for our traditional double espresso let me just grab this right cup cup cheers y'all trying not to spill my espresso again those i have in a few weeks ago i spilled it on air and it was actually pretty funny because i didn't do anything about it it just kept spilling and then there's audio of it it's, it's magnificent so again, make sure to subscribe and follow the show. We're going to go ahead and start off with a vulnerability that's affecting some industrial routers made by Chinese IoT and video surveillance product maker MileSite that have been exploited in attacks, according to the exploit and vulnerability firm uh, VoneCheck. Several UR serious industrial cellular routers from MileSite, or also known as UrsaLink, are affected by CVE 2023-43261 which is a serious vulnerability that exposes systems log files such as the httpd.log. The exposed logs do contain passwords for admins and other users. They can be leveraged for a remote unauthenticated attack to gain unauthorized access to these devices. The passwords are not stored in plain text in the log files, but they are easily cracked. A researcher, Bipin Jataya, recently disclosed details of the vulnerability and made them public with a proof of concept exploit. He informed Milesite about the findings, but the vendor said it had been made aware of the flaw and released patches before he reached out. Uh, but an analysis shows that this has likely been patched for years. The Shodan and Census search shows that there's approximately 5,500 internet-exposed Milesite devices, but only 6.5%, less than 400, appear to be running the vulnerable one there. Again, IoT devices and video devices, we often don't think about them, and that's the reason I let off with this story, because... Um, there's going to be a theme for the rest of this year on the show. And it's going to be called complacency. There's a greater detail of why I'm going to be talking a lot about complacency, but complacency is a thing. When complacency takes place, bad things happen. This is where complacency for cybersecurity professional really lays into it. We don't look at our IoT devices or video devices and go, well, this is really just kind of only connected to the network in this manner, so I'm really mitigating risk. It's not the issue of whether or not you can access the network through one of these vulnerable devices. It's whether or not those devices provide access 
to user information that can then be used to go across your environment? And in most cases, the answer to that is yes, it's true, and it happens. And so you don't want to be complacent when it comes to this kind of stuff. You really do want to address it. You want to patch it. You want to add it. And I know you're, you're probably looking at me going like, it's easier said, hey, here you go, guy behind Mike. I'm a practitioner just like everyone listening and watching. I realize our list of dealing with security challenges is long. I also know that if we're complacent, we'll find ourselves on the back end of an event. We have a lot to do and we don't have all the money to do it. Agreed. But we got to find automation. And in today's world of technology, automation is key. What, how can we automate these devices to auto patch? That's, that's something to ask yourself. Something to think about. Microsoft, for its end, is topping the CISA's list of exploited CVEs mostly used in ransomware attacks. So for those who don't know, CISA's got a list called KEV. I call it the KEV catalog, right? They call it the Known Exploited Vulnerabilities Catalog. I've shortened it because everyone knows I love acronyms. I've shortened it to KEV. There's over a 1,000 exploited CVEs in the catalog. It's a lot. But 184 of them are being used in ransomware attacks. Of those, more than two in five of the vulnerabilities that are being exploited are linked to Microsoft products, which are ubiquitous in many enterprises. If you take a look at this, it's Microsoft, QNAP, VMware, Oracle, SonicWall. But look at the difference between QNAP, which is in second place with nine CVEs, to Microsoft with 78. And at some point, we know that Microsoft, listen, I'm a fan of Microsoft. I think what they're trying to do and what they're doing is, is, is awesome. However, we're going to be a little critical here. Microsoft's idea of disjointed products and not doing security by design or just now starting to do security by design is going to lead to a whole lot more of these because you can't go back and fix hundreds of millions of lines of code. So they're kind of trying to replace, write new versions, replace old ones, rip them out. The problem is not everyone patches. Let's go back to complacency. So not everyone patches and the life takes them five years to do end of life in that time period. It's being exploited in that time period. They're getting the, sm the slack for it. There, there's that. I mean, if you look at windows exchange servers, I mean, take a look at that windows, there are 32 CVEs are, are attributed to windows and exchange server that together. That's 44. It's significant, right? Um, Microsoft is at, is at the critical of our, of, of a lot of big enterprises, threat actors know that, and that's why they go after it. So just be mindful of that and know that. That's really critical. Patch your Microsofts first, then start going through your list of most critical, most dangerous, most likely, and create that patch uh, schedule that way. But patch your Microsoft first. Make sure your team's ready for those Microsoft patches. We'll move to some additional stories this morning. A phishing campaign is relying on LinkedIn smart links to bypass email defenses and deliver malicious lures to Microsoft user inboxes, according to Cofence. The legitimate feature which connects to the LinkedIn sales navigator services, smart links allow businesses to promote websites and ads and redirect users to specific domains. Threat actors are now paying LinkedIn <laughs> to do just that. And redirecting users to malicious websites where they're trying to steal credentials and PII. They're abusing the inherent trust. Zero trust, y'all. I can't believe I'm saying it. I can't believe. Watch this podcast three, four years ago. I hated zero trust. I absolutely did. I thought it was, just, I thought it was horrible. 
thought it had horrible marketing. It was a bad name, but you, you kind of inherent trust. In it. Well, it's from LinkedIn. It must be real. If it's asking for it, I should probably do it. No one ever questions the stuff they see in front of them if it doesn't make any sense. And so ask yourself that question. Am I training my users to question something or am I just giving them a click to link type of deal? If you're giving them a click to link type of deal, you go, oh, well, you clicked. Ha ha. You're, you're not training good cyber hygiene. You really got to go look at this a little different. And the way to do this is to go look at it from this perspective. We need to train our people to recognize when something doesn't make sense. And our trainings should be reminiscent of that. Why am I getting this? That's not traditional behavior. Should that behavior be there? No, I should probably report it. I shouldn't do anything else. That's key. That's key in this story. An AI algorithm is detecting man-in-the-middle attacks on unmanned military vehicles. Professors at the University of South Australia and Charles Stewart University have deployed an algorithm to detect and intercept man-in-the-middle attacks on unmanned military robots. These attacks are a type of cyber attack where the data traffic between the two parties, in this case, the robot on its legitimate controllers, is intercepted either to eavesdrop or inject false data into the stream. The robot operating system is extremely susceptible to data breaches and electronic hijacking because it's so highly networked, which is 100% true. Their algorithm uh, detects these types of attacks on military robots and puts a stop to them, apparently. So good for them. That's that's really, really cool. Um, and a good story of how academia can come in and do some of this research to help make us a little bit safer. China, for their end, are not resting given everything going on, and they've started a new campaign targeting Asian and European organizations with some espionage uh, added to it. This is known as the toddy cat apt on behalf of china the group's been refining its tactics and malware since at least 2020 in a new report researchers from checkpoint uh d- documented a toddy cat campaign that was dubbed staying alive they targeted organizations from asian countries primarily from telecom and government sectors the campaign consists of mostly downloaders and loaders some of which are used for initial infection vectors against high profile asian organizations the first downloader found uh that was called Kirkeep, it targeted Vietnam, Uzbekistan, and Kazakhstan. And it, as they conducted analysis, they realized the campaign is part of a much wider one targeting the region. Kaspersky for their end documented a new generation of malware loaders by Tadikat in recent attacks. Those were t- specifically targeting Taiwan uh, in their report. The Tadikat favorite technique of deploying malware on computers is through DLL side loading. This involves finding legitimate executables from an application that searches for a particular DLL file in the same directory and then replacing it with a malicious one for their end. So China really not taking a break, continue to do their espionage. Um, and that's just China for all y'all. The Gaza conflict, um, it's not a conflict, the war in Israel. It's paving the way for a lot of pro-Hamas information operation. And many of you have seen what I've seen over the weekend of uh, uh, people that apparently uh, seem to think that Hamas represents the Palestinian people. Uh, they don't. Um, they seem to think that Hamas is fighting for, a, that it's just in what it did because it's fighting for a Palestinian cause. It's not. Um, so researchers are looking for state-sponsored information operations springing from the Israel-Hamas uh, uh, war. So far, no initiatives have cropped up, yet that's really quickly changing, by the way. The the information-disinformation war is really, really uh uh, taking place there's a lot of cyber actors putting out false information um, 
so so one key thing that that they, they like to do in Hamas uh, for uh, disinformation, by the way, is whenever they post pictures of dead Palestinian kids, just run a search on every single one of those images. We did, we did. Four of those kids were kids, Israeli kids that were killed by Hamas terrorists. They think we're stupid. That's Hamas. Hamas thinks the world is stupid, and that's because they have 18 and 16-year-old chicken heads that don't understand a word of what they're talking about that are repeating TikTok keywords um, and, 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 and talking points or, or college activists who think that they're enlightened by supporting a, a, a Palestine not realizing that chanting from the river to the sea Palestine will be free is actually anti-Semitic and you're talking about the destruction of all Jews. And then you're waving a Palestinian flag celebrating the fact that they killed 1,400 uh, uh, Israelis and Jewish people, uh, of which 19 were, were Arab Muslims. They killed the 19 Arab Muslims that indiscriminately killed people. They were Israelis. And I think a lot of Israeli Arabs woke up last week on Saturday and Sunday and Monday and realized very quickly, we can't support these guys because their support in the Arab community in Israel is almost but but gone because they realized that if they ever replaced Israel, they'd all have the same fate. Just the facts of that matter. So there's a lot of those influence campaign. But also on behalf of the war, there's uh, a lot of Iranian, um, a lot of Iranian um, cyber activity. One of which is they uh, are trying to uh, essentially create similar apps to the ones that alert about the Red Alert Israel app, um, and they're, they're essentially trying to use those as malware ones for people to download them. And, and particularly Israelis know which ones to download most. Israelis know, but a lot of people internationally started downloading the Red Alert. And if you're on Android you're, and you're downloading the load one, they're getting all your information. It's, it's, it's all backdoored, right? They've got the ability to collect contacts, call logs, messages, account information, SIM details, and a list of all installed applications. So you just want to be mindful of that. All the support that's come, come, come that way, people really want to see what's going on. And so that's what they're doing, and they're taking advantage of it. Uh, Hamas backed by Iran. So that's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, live right here with all the latest and greatest cybersecurity news for all of y'all. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Hug your loved ones. Give them them a lot of love. Life is extremely short, and you can wake up in the morning, and a bunch of terrorists could execute your entire family in front of you, then kill you, or kidnap your kids and take them to Gaza. Either way, about 199 people are still believed to be kidnapped, of which about 40, I believe, are Americans. Um, there's Germans, French nationals, and Canadians. So just keep that in mind. Um, as you keep hearing stuff, told you the media at some point will turn. Some of the media has started turning, but nonetheless, it's a just fight and Israel won't stop. So that being said, have a great rest of your day, y'all. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.